Welcome into another edition of the Sunday Fast Break as we break down Illinois' second straight loss, 87-81 to the Buckeyes on Saturday. We're joined by former Illini and our analyst Trent Meacham, and I think the biggest question on everyone's mind right now is, can Illinois still compete, and are they still a top 25 team? I don't know for a top 25 team today, but yes, this team can compete. They can compete with anybody. I think what I've seen, though, is teams that get really physical, teams that hit this Illini team in its mouth, they've struggled with. When I think of Baylor, uh, Missouri, Rutgers, Maryland, and now tonight with Ohio State, teams that are physical and kind of take the fight to this Illini ball club has, have been a struggle. So we have to understand, okay, how can, how can we bring the fight to the game? What's Mike Tyson say? You know, everybody's got a plan yeah. until you get punched in the mouth. And teams have been, been punching us in the mouth, especially from the get-go, all right, so now can this ball club, can we respond? Can we maybe give that first punch and play a full 40 minutes? And I think they're getting a lot of these teams' best shot, but I also think they might be their own worst enemy right now because they keep digging themselves into these holes. How big are those runs for just kind of hurting Illinois at this point? No question. Basketball is a game of runs. Okay, a season um, – is going to go in some runs too. You're going to have some trends where you're playing really well, where things come easy, you're making shots. And then there's other points where it can be a struggle. And this team's in one of those moments now. And what I'm really looking for is leadership, okay? Who's going to be the leader on this team to step up so that the players are ready to go from the beginning? So that when a team goes on a 6-0 run, they bring the team together and as opposed to it, it ballooning to a 15-0 run, it stays at six points. And they say, all right, guys, let's come together. Let's get back to our game plan. Let's refocus. Let's emphasize this the next possession down. Let's take away this on the defensive end. So who's going to be the leader on this Illini ball club? I think that's key uh, moving forward. Now, Ayodesumu, he's proved that he can be that leader, but I think with the seniors, especially Trent and DeMonte, I don't think we've seen enough from them, and they certainly didn't carry their weight against Ohio State. Yeah, no question. Everybody is, is playing hard. Everybody wants to win, and Ayo's, he's the best player, and he's having a very good season. Your best player doesn't have to be your leader, though, and I think those are two guys that you point out, DeMonte Williams, Trent Frazier, can they bring some leadership? Can they gather the troops, so to speak, when there's some adversity, when the other team makes some, some shots, when the referee you know, makes maybe a questionable call, let's bring the guys together, let's regroup, and then let's get back on track. Now let's talk, speaking of the referees, we'll talk about that final <laughs> play uh, with Washington Jr. Was, was he out of bounds? You know, I didn't get the best <laughs> angle from the TV, okay? What I maybe had heard, though, was that the, the foul was called before he potentially stepped out of bounds. Mm -hmm. If that's the case... It doesn't even matter. It, yeah, it is what it is. I think it really just depended on the angle that you were at. Because when I saw it first on TV, I was like, no, 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 he was in. But then I, they showed a replay from another angle, and I was like, oh, it, it looked like. But up to the interpretation, bench, the right? The bench thought he stepped that out. Yeah, and they probably had, they had a pretty good angle there. They had a pretty there. good angle, but kind of they're covered by that little, like, bottom part of the basket there maybe. So uh, who knows? But I think a lot of people want to sometimes point fingers at the refs, especially in this one. I mean, how do you feel – Illinois was officiated. I think the officiating was pretty good. I think the fouls may have been even. It might have been 20, 20 or so fouls called. So, you know, as a fan, you can always look to that one possession of the game where it's, it didn't go your way. Okay, but over the course of the game, I thought it was, it was pretty well officiated. There's always going to be a few questionable calls, especially in a physical game. But I think typically the referees reward the aggressors. Yeah. And both the last two games against Maryland, against Ohio State, those two teams 
were the aggressors. Yeah, and I just looked. It is 2020 even, so I, people maybe they don't have a reason to argue. There's Listen, always, it there, was even, guys. There's <laughs> always going to be some questionable calls. There's always going to be some bad calls. Referees are human. Now, you hope that doesn't happen at the very end of the game. That's where it's really glaring. But overall, I think the referees do a pretty good job. Now, I was really impressed by E.J. Liddell as a former Illinois recruit. I think he came into the State Farm Center and, and showed Brad Underwood, hey, I'm, I'm the one that got away. Yeah, you, you felt like E.J. Liddell had a little bit extra fire under him. I don't know if he scored last game either against Northwestern, so he was probably coming into this game with a little bit extra juice. Okay, I'm going back to my home state team. He's a really difficult matchup. And, you know, Illini fans, I, I'm sorry because this is a kid that's almost the ideal college player. <laughs> he's not a one-and-done guy, but he's going to be here, I think, four years, causing us tears. And he's that mismatch where he could take Kofi outside. He was difficult on the boards if someone smaller was guarding him. So we're going to have to be prepared for him because we're going to see him again for a couple more seasons. Yeah, they played them in the regular season finale. He had a career 26 points, and the last time E.J. Liddell – played Illinois, he got his first career double-double. And one of the reporters in the press conference asked him, "Is does this have anything to do with you playing Illinois? And he kind of gave like a little smirk, maybe didn't want to admit it, but I think there is a lot of weight in playing against a school that, that you were recruited by. Look, basketball is a game of emotion. It's a game of, of rhythm, of feel, and you could just, you could tell from the beginning, he, he was feeling it tonight. And he had that confidence, he had his swagger going. You see that ball go in, all of a sudden that rim gets bigger, and for him, you know, it was, it was over for, from them, so to speak. And that's, that's a key, I think, for this team just to understand, okay, we, we have to get that feel. We have to get that rhythm. You, you, you know, it's not just doing the exact X's and O's, but playing with great pace, understanding who, who's hot, who do we need to get the ball to. That chemistry piece, I think, is, is something that this ball club is going to need to tighten up, get a bit more fluid to really maximize their potential. And Brad Underwood talked a little bit about that today, or excuse me, on Saturday. He said, um, you know, kids have to celebrate when somebody else makes a great play, which kind of, in my mind, I was thinking, okay, is there maybe some kind of team chemistry? Is there some, like, team bonding issue that's going on maybe behind the scenes that we don't know about? I know you've been in their shoes before, but what can maybe, you know, if, if everyone's not getting along, what could that mean for, for a program and how they play on the court? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know the, the inner dynamics of this team, so right. I don't want to speculate at all. I think the reality is, though, there's frustration. You know, mm -hmm. you've lost some games. There's a lot of hype coming into the season. And now you've lost some games that you, ex you were expected to win. Some guys aren't playing as well. They're missing shots. And that's all part of the deal. It's a long season. You're going to go through some, some tough moments. You're not going to have your A game every night out. Some nights one player steps up. Some nights another guy doesn't get to play much. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's chemistry issues in terms of guys don't like each other. Yeah. Guys don't want someone to do well. But I think clearly they're not playing to their potential. You know, they're not – utilizing all the strengths and, and having a synergistic effect with bringing everyone together. And I think that's the key. Okay, how can we make it so that, you know, 5 plus 5 equals 15 and not 6, if that makes sense? How difficult is it to handle those expectations? Because they had a lot of weight on their shoulders since the beginning of the season, and now when it's not going their way, maybe that's kind of causing that frustration that you mentioned and maybe a little bit of panic. Yeah, and none of these guys have, have been the – you know, the team to expected to win. These, you know, the last couple seasons, nobody had much expectations for this ball club. Mm -hmm. They lost a lot of games. So now you're coming into the season where teams are gunning for you. And that can be a little bit diff difficult. Plus, there's so much going on with, with in, in this world, in this season. It's a bizarre season. Everybody's dealing with that. So I think the key is 
who handles that adversity? Who becomes stronger from that? And who's playing their best basketball in March? Not mid-January. Right, but that brings us to you know the point that their tough stretch of the season isn't even here yet. They're halfway through the season. Should Illinois fans be worried right now? You can be worried, I think. Uh, but then again, I think this team has the tools, has the pieces, has a great coaching staff to rebound from this. And you can look at this tough stretch, Iowa, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Michigan. It's, it's a daunting stretch coming up. You can look at that one or two ways. You can think, oh, man, this is going to be tough. We're going to lose a few games here for sure. Or you can look at it and say, hey, we have a great opportunity to get this train back on track to show that we can compete and beat anyone and get on a roll against the best teams in the Big Ten. And I think they have an opportunity to do that at home against Penn State on Tuesday. How important is that game for setting the momentum and setting the tone for that tough stretch, as we mentioned? This game's key. Penn State's been off for a few weeks. They play Sunday, I believe. But this Illini team has to get back on trap. They, they got to get their mojo going. They got to get that swagger back. They got to play with – they got to channel that emotion. That emotion can't be negative. Okay, they can't be towards the referees. They can't be towards the other team. That emotion's got to be bringing them together. And it's a great opportunity against a team that can be dangerous but isn't one of the best teams in the Big Ten. So no better time for this Illini ball club to get back on track, play a game right away that a week after that Maryland game, I'm sure they're going to be ready to go. And I think it's a perfect matchup to, uh, to get a win and hopefully start another streak. All right. Well, Trent, thank you so much as always. And we'll do it again next week here on the Sunday Fast Break.